Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Welcome to Cosmic Reality Radio Show. Today is February 16th, 2021. Uh, my name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is uh, Walt Silver and Dolly Howard. And I hope you're having a better day than I've been having. <laughs> it's raining cats and dogs. There's electricity in the air. Shungite show crashed and burned. And if it wasn't for Walt, we probably still wouldn't be up. But Walt <laughs> saved the day again. Hi, Walt. How you doing? Hi, hello. How are you? Well, I'm glad the the problem was it was easier to to fix than how it appeared. It just it, it appeared terrible, but it was a very simple fix. But that's you. <laughs> that's because it's you. A lot of things are simple to you. Oh my gosh! And Dolly, how yeah. are you, darling? Okie doke. Okie doke. All right. Yeah. Are you feeling stronger as you as the days go by from your? Well, I can't really say yes. Uh, I I still have the wonkiness in my head, and I still tend to fall to the left because I, I get these uh, times when when the left side just doesn't want to work. It says you're on your own. Try to walk with one leg, <laughs> but hopefully I'm getting there because I can sit up now so uh, most of the time. Mm. The doc wants me in PT, so Annette uh, wants the PT, physical therapy. The the uh, Annette and I would like it to be here at the house because of her work. She can't take off to take me in somewhere so they can put me through PT. And he also wants me to follow up with the neurologist. So they'll be calling in the next day or two to set that up. Uh, so I, I things are coming along. They're, they're moving forward slowly. I like things now. I don't like to have to go through slowness. Maybe uh, you should talk to odd. Walt <laughs> because he he knows what this is about. Yeah. Are you? How are you doing, Walt? What's your progress like? I'm I'm doing very good. I'm I'm glad that uh, I I that lady contacted me. Um, she's a listener of our show. She's a a dowser. And she uses her dowser, dowsing to analyze people and uh, diagnosis and all of that. And she found out the problem that I had. And the problem that I had is too much calcium. I had like some 30% blockage in my heart because of the calcium. So there's a, it's not a, med- it's not a drug, it's not a medicine. It's actually made of uh, nutrients. It's called cardio, um, cardio prime. And what it does, it clears all, it opens up all the, all the, uh, the uh, 
arteries, all the blood vessels in the heart. It, it takes like two months. You have to take daily. It's three times a day. And it takes about two months. But it clears up the heart. Plus that, I had a heavy metal in the body that, that also took like two months to clear. So uh, it's a, it's amazing how all I, I didn't need. once. Well, let's put it this way. Once all the blood passages were clear and clean my blood crane my blood pressure came down normally I, I didn't need i don't need high blood pressure i didn't need it because the reason i had uh, high blood pressure is because my uh what do you what do you call it my blood vessels were plugged up with so much calcium <laughs> wow. well uh net um came to the hospital uh, well she was there the whole time except for when Russell was. Um, and she was saying, Walt says, Nancy says, Walt says, uh, calcium <laughs> levels need to be checked. So they had already run blood work. They had already uh-huh. checked calcium levels. It's all fine. Okay. Yeah, my blood work came back fine. And so they they were searching and searching and put me through a whole bunch of other tests. But because they, this lady... I know you didn't. You nobody asked you, and you didn't give permission. But she did it out of concern for you. And she did detect like thirty percent uh, obstruction in the heart passages from because because of all the, of the calcium. Now the calcium. Here's the thing: is the calcium levels may be fine in the blood now, but how were they in the past? And unfortunately, this plaque buildup doesn't dissolve. It's not like like, uh, what do you call it, baking soda that dissolves in water. So it, it could be it could be from 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 the past, you know. Oh, well, it definitely is from the past and the present, yeah. And they don't give definitely. you, and, and instead of giving you something to clear that out, they give you just drugs to regulate the blood pressure. Thank God I stopped taking all the blood all the blood pressure medication because it was making me crazy it it i could see sparkles in the air or is like or or my vision would get blurry and i said oh my god this is life from now on so once i stopped it all the all the what do you call it all the symptoms cleared up and now with no medication my blood pressure is normal that's wonderful so that's that's the advantage of clearing up all the all the crap that's there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that thing's good. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about some things. Uh, first, I'll I'll tell you about the eagle. I had talked with the eagle. It was before my TIA, I think, and I I said. Would you please, for this Palm Bay area, make it rain at night time and be beautiful sunny in the daytime? Ever since, and I thanked it, of course. And ever since then, we have had rain at night time, and it hasn't been nice little rain, rain, rain. It's been like Nancy's getting today thunderous and lightning and the rain, the skies open up and it just pours down. But then uh, by morning, it's 
sunshiny. The weather's been beautiful, like in the uh, in the high seventies. And <laughs> the eagle worked for me, Walt. Well, well I think it might. You might. She might have programmed it for me too, because I was aware of the fact that it was raining at night. Not hard, but raining at night, and no, no, no during the day until today. Today's the first day that it, it really. It you know, it wasn't just a passing thing or something. No, it's been raining well for the last few hours. It started wow. up on, when I was in, uh, on Shanghai show. So. Um, yeah, it's but, beginning to build up in the house now? Are you getting water in the house? No, no, no. But you got to understand that me and the dog and the cats have post-traumatic stress. Oh. Okay. So every time it rains like that, like I, I had laid down, and all of a sudden he's up in my face, and I'm going, what's the matter? I said, I know it's raining. But he was he was like, it's raining, you know, and it's raining hard. You want to take a look? But you can't, you know? And... Um, so I haven't actually gone back to talk to the cats, but they have short-term memory, so I'm hoping that they don't remember. <laughs> Maybe they're not stressed out. But, yeah, and it it can take years before you start to relax because it, it... What happens is that the water... See, Florida is interesting in that it's really a floating limestone bed. It's all limestone. And that's because of, uh, you know, shelled ocean creatures dying, and then their shells end up coming on a little peninsula that was hanging out there, and it gets bigger and bigger. But it's really, I mean, this is, you know, you know, long before we, we got here, you know, probably a million years ago. So the darn thing is just this amazing limestone strip. And the river from Georgia comes and starts digging down into the limestone. So all through the center of the state is an aquifer. That's where the fresh water is contained. So it's like a, it's like having the container of your water, you know, like, a, like just think of a big barrel of, you know, underneath your feet. And if it rains, it fills up the barrel. But if there is no rain and a lot of people are drinking the water, then the barrel gets incredibly problematic and that it doesn't have enough water therefore pressure to hold up the topsoil and that's when you start getting those um what do they call them the holes you know they just show up they just open up sinkholes sinkholes thank you thank you yes that's when you start getting the sinkholes in florida and some of them have been really big so um we were getting a nice kind of dusting of rain that was keeping the because we we had had enough drought air type of thing that we have these they're coffee plants they're called coffee plants and uh they are the first ones that start looking like they need water and some of them were actually having you know dying because it was so dry and then once i got the eagle in you know every night a little bit of rain and everybody's happy and then today when it started up it was like Oh, maybe the maybe the aquifer has gotten low. Maybe they're filling up the aquifer. Because <laughs> as long as the aquifer is full, empty, I don't flood out. Because the, it, it's when it gets full that there's no more room to put anything, so it just starts building up on the surface. And because I'm a low spot in the neighborhood, the water comes towards me. My neighbors, too. But, you know, I'm like, I get flooded out. They manage to survive. So, um, 
And we just got this this crazy thing out in the front, you know, where they dug it all up and put all those French drains in there. Um, there wasn't enough water for it actually to start flooding. So I don't know that that's going to make a difference yet. We'll see. Uh, but I hope I hope that the eagle just keeps it balanced, you know. Um, I, well, I the thing is, I hope for me. <laughs> I hope you 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 keep that uh, that routine of uh, raining only at night. Why? Well, it's better for the. No, that. Uh, yeah, it seems that that's that's the that's the better way for you. Well, it is. It, it is. Out. It yeah. is for the vegetation even, because what'll mm -hmm. happen is that you'll get the trees will get all water on them, and then the sun comes out, and then the water acts like a. A focusing point and they get burns they can get burns because they're they're wet during the day so it's the perfect yeah well, that's why you know people that can uh big companies and stuff like golf uh ranges and that sort of thing they water at night water stays there longer but it doesn't hurt the trees so by the time the sun starts coming up the trees are all nice and dry and no problems because once you get them in that yeah. condition they, then different funguses and stuff can happen yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember that. Uh, I didn't, I didn't remember about the the grass because now it feels like <laughs> winter is going on forever. But uh, even even with just your regular lawn, the recommendation is don't don't uh, don't water your the lawn in the heat of the day. Always wait either very early in the morning, so after after the sun has come up. Or uh, as soon as the sun is going down, or, or or at night even, because you know when and it's hot, you lose all the water through evaporation. So. Yeah. It's amazing that anything grows because there's all these <laughs> variables that have to be right to make things grow. You know. Yeah. Like we we were, the the guy next door to me, the pastor there, he keeps well. He hasn't brought in another load recently but he's got a huge load that he's still going to be putting down on his his lawn you know and it's an acre of land and he's got nothing growing on it you know just these buildings that they've illegally built and it just this this lawn and it was it used to be a really nice had all sorts of fruit trees and stuff but no they take them down and so now he's got this sand pit out there i mean it's all sand there's no grass so I'm sitting there with Sandy yesterday, and I said, "Hey, how long do you suppose it's going to take before that soil will actually grow grass?" And she said, "It'll grow the weeds long before the grass." <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I, this the weeds are the, the weeds are natural. I mean, like for, like for example, grass here in Minnesota, it's point, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I went when I had a when we had a chance to go down to uh, Pipestone. Remember right, the other right. show all about pipestone? You see there that what the natural grass for Minnesota is. It's like you're in another. The, the entire terrain there is is the same as it was before the Europeans came. <laughs> so the, the the whole terrain there is just like it was in the times when it was just the Native Americans, and it's like being in, on another planet. The grasses. Well, first off, the na the natural grasses of the area were like uh, what five six feet t tall, 
huge wow. grasses and, and so varied and so full of flowers and I mean and it, there's so much life there because of, you have uh, all the insects all the butterflies there are different color grasses it's like a giant mane of vegetation and, and, and that's the way it's supposed to be it's not supposed to be this this little short thing which is you know European invention the this grass like like um, my father had in Argentina in, in their first house that he had they had something called like a, I don't know where the name came from they called it English grass because it didn't need to be mowed it just maintained its its height and it, it never it never grew up higher than what it was so he never had to mow the grass just make sure to water it yeah we so it wasn't it didn't belong it didn't belong to that area either because mendoza is like california <laughs> cactus uh creosote bush <laughs> all dry and <laughs> Desert bush. That's 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 what the natural vegetation there looks, and grass doesn't belong there. No, we gotta have we gotta. Oh, it's the things that the things that happen out there is just kind of crazy. It was very crazy. It's very crazy out there in the that world outside my fence. <laughs> <laughs> and they finally finished the project and the neighborhood what they were doing. Oh, you, oh, this you're gonna love this one. Okay, so uh, they got the they put down the asphalt, so it looks like it's finished. But now this this okay. this thing that that they put in the ground is like the um, the drain itself. You know, it's got a grate on it, mm -hmm. and that's off to the side of the road. And the asphalt is surrounding it, so you got asphalt in the in the drain thing. But the asphalt is a good. Oh gee, at least four, maybe. Oh, it's probably more like five inches tall. So if you're not quite on the asphalt and you're on the swale a little bit and you hit this thing, you're gonna damage your car if you're going what? at any kind of a speed. So they put out. Uh, you need to mute, Dolly. They, they so they oh, put sorry. they put out a, a, one of those street lights. You know, I guess they're solar powered and they come on at night. But they put that right where the drain is. So today I could see that across the way they were doing asphalt work with a guy. He's got a, a driveway. He's actually got you know a concrete driveway, whatever it is. So they were fixing him, and he's got another drain just like mine over on the other side of the street, and they were you know fixing that and stuff. And I see this supervisor, so I go over to him and I said, "Are you gonna you know fix this one over here?" And he said, "No." And I said. No, I said it's dangerous, and then I realized that he was asking me, "Was I going? To, was he going to do the same for my driveway?" I don't mind, want my driveway paved. I said, "No, no, no." I said, "Where the drain is?" I said, "Look at it; it's dangerous. Somebody runs over that thing; they're going to hurt their car." Um, and he said, "Well, I, I'm only supposed to be working on this side of the street." <laughs> oh wow. And I said, and I'm looking at him, and I can't hear him very well. He's in his truck, and I can't really hear. I'm, I'm straining to hear, and he's talking very, you know, very low. So I'm like, uh, wait a minute, this is a dangerous situation. How can we rectify this? And he said, well, somebody will be able tomorrow, tomorrow, 
I said, all right. So I'm like, well, hopefully I'll notice that somebody's out there tomorrow because it's not my swale. They, they did it. If somebody crashes, they're the ones that are responsible. But he's oh, not I know what, my job, man. Yeah. No, what he was saying yeah. was that his supervisor or some inspector will be out tomorrow. So I'm hoping that the inspector will see, you know, that this is not good. Yeah. I Are people terrified of artificial intelligence? I mean, how, how more artificial do you need to get if somebody doesn't have? I mean, you you you're supposed supposedly you're a human operator. I'm I'm hoping you're a human operator. You're looking at something that you're working on. It it would be logical thing as a matter of conversation. Oh, how how are you doing? Oh, fine. We did the job number thirty-two on sector nine, and it stinks because it's really awful and it it should be repaired. And then, oh, sounds interesting. Tell me more. You know, something like that, <laughs> along the lines of normal human conversation. But to act, to act this way, no. I did what I was told. That's it. Uh, I mean, what's the difference between you and a robot? I mean, what's is it really? Any, well, the difference, the difference is that the robot doesn't need to go to the bathroom and doesn't need to take breaks. That's a big. That's a big difference. Well, you know, it uh, it, it it really depends on. I think I don't know if it's the job. Or it's the people and who you're working for and how you work together. Because when when I was talking to... Di there was different groups that would come in, you know. And the people that were the best, were the most fun, were the most outgoing. I mean, they were the people that had come from the next town, the town that we get our water from, the water company. Those people were really nice. You know, but some of these others, it's almost like, well, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I didn't have a mask on, so they were probably afraid they were going to catch something for me to die. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even. They don't realize you can curse them to death. <laughs> oh, not me. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I've seen that happen. I know. I had to say it. <laughs> I've I've seen that happen. Yeah. Oh, you have? Oh my gosh. I well, not to death, Thank but God. no. My friend. Oh. Sand, my, no, no. My friend Sandy. Okay. She. Okay, she's at the at this little store. It's like a uh, a Goodwill type of thing, but it's not. But they sell the same used used store, you know. And um, she's paying, and the guy, this guy that was behind her in the line, reached over, grabbed her uh, wallet, and took off running. And oh. she just quickly followed him outside the the door, pointed her finger at him like she had a gun, and went bang, and he tripped. Bell turned around, looked at her, threw the thing on the ground, and ran like hell. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, you, you, you got to love that type of thing, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've known Sandy since I moved into this house. She lived next door to me, and then she got married, and she and her husband moved then sort of behind me. And so we've been best friends for all this time. We she, we we went into the mineral business, not business, but the learning about it. And you know, she she gave me my first mineral, which was an amethyst pendant. And I put this thing on it, and it was like really a nice nice point. Uh, not that I would have known. And um, after about I'd say five days, a little bit more, I started feeling weird, different. And 
and I think that this is that this was helping me unlock my own intuition, because now I'm very focused on my body and feeling. Because I mean, up till that point, I just would go, 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 go. But this this thing made me really think about my own body, and I'm thinking and I'm going like, what's happening? And I realized because I asked the question, but then I didn't know about this. What's happening to my body? Well, it's that crystal on your neck. Now, I had no reason to make that assumption, you know, but that's what I got, draw, download, I would call it. Oh, so then I went and I found um, a book on crystals. And I don't even know what the title was or anything. It just was, it was all of a sudden this book shows up, you know, R right away. I mean, within 24, 36 hours of that time frame, all of a sudden I've got this book. So I just pick up the book, I start reading about it, and it says sometimes when, you know, people um, have uh, certain things that happen, and it started listing all the symptoms of what I had right there in that book. <laughs> and I went, oh, wow, okay, this is interesting. So I go and I tell Sandy, and then right after that, there is a an announcement that she sees and tells me that they're going to have a mineral and gem show just down the street from us. So she was working, uh, it was Thursday through Sunday, and she was working, but I went down there anyway. That's when I went places by myself. I even drove myself. So I was very much younger. <laughs> so I go there and I start to look around and, oh my God, it just was the most fascinating place I'd ever been. That was one of the biggest mineral in a you know you know community type that I ever would see, and there was all these Native Americans there. Um, there there was this one woman. She was telling me that her her mom and dad did this, and so didn't the grandparents, and they've been doing it for all these years. But because they had that longevity of not just somebody's own personal experience, but the family's experience. She could see that, they could see, they determined um, that there was a 20-year cycle in the interest in minerals. So, you, you, right, and she said, and we are, are, are going up towards the top. Everybody's going to be starting to look at minerals again. This is, you know, the high spot of the 20-year cycle. And so... They, they, you, you go from that high cycle, and then you start to go down, and then you go back up. And each it's 20 years between each of these, these hills, so to speak. So there were things that I learned there that I never would have gotten out of a book, I don't think, because you're there with the people they're showing you. I mean, I learned more. It was like having a master's course, and you know, because I went every day all day long. I was there as long as they were. And... Um, that's how I started out, you know, with the minerals, was just this connection with this pendant. And then it started opening up intuition. I, I, because I, I don't know, I might have probably been doing it all my life, but this was training me in what I was doing, giving me the verbiage to be able to explain it and to comprehend it, not as just something coincidental, you know, chance or all this, but that everything is energy and it all works together. So... Sandy, Sandy's a, a pretty mystical person in a lot of ways. And she and I, I mean, she, her, her collection is probably bigger than mine. 
as far as minerals, but but they're all over the yard, you know. <laughs> just like oh, this place between the two of us, you could open up a good sized mineral store. <laughs> but yeah, she's a good she's a good uh, manifester. But I've never seen anybody that you know actually did that. <laughs> <laughs> and she just went and picked up her wallet and went back in the store and paid for it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, she's not somebody that just talks about a lot of things. We were sitting out there, and the dogs were running around, playing around. And all of a sudden, I see a shadow go over. And I, I said, whoa, what was that? And then I look up, and I see it, and it's a hawk. And the hawk is just up there, you know, doing a little circle and seeing what's good for dinner. And I said to her, I said, well, I would really love to do that. And she says, oh, I've done that. I said, you've done what? You've been up and... And she said, yeah, I used to paraglide. I said, Sandy, you never mentioned the fact that you used to paraglide. Oh, yeah, 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 I used to paraglide. And then, and then she tells me, not only that, but she had jumped out of a plane a number of times. <laughs> she had parachuted. And, oh, yes, she had also been up in a glider. I've known the girl for 35 years. I've never heard these stories. It's just, it was just amazing. I was very jealous. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you guys ever wanted to get up in a plane or, uh, I mean, a hand glide or parachute or any of that? Is that something either of you two would do? Uh, maybe when hell freezes over. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't, no, I can't. Yeah, I didn't. Other, make... other than riding in a helicopter, that's as, as risky as i ever done anything. No, I said to her, I said, well, when you jumped out of the plane, were you scared? And she said, oh, I wasn't scared of anything at that age. She was in a, in college when she was doing all this. <laughs> But, yeah, so I don't know how we got onto that. What were we talking about? The. Hmm? Are you guys. Oh, here? You about... told me to mute, and I'm having a hell of a time here. Oh, Hold okay. on. Hold well, on. I want to read you this. Oh, okay. And I'm trying to get it. Okay. I'm trying hard. Hold on. Oh, get off of there so I can read this. After acquittal, lawmakers, including Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell said Trump could still face criminal prosecution for Capitol riot. Do you believe this crap? I wondered what they'd come up with next. Bad, bad breath. He might get uh, charges on bad breath. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. Yet, um, when it was President's Day, the people gathered in Palm where he lives, where Mar-a-Lago is. A whole bunch of people gathered uh, to celebrate President Trump. And I'll be darned if he didn't come riding down the street in his car with with a couple of... What in the world's going on? Am I disconnected? No. Hear that wind stuff? That's a plane going over my head. Oh, wow. That's oh. wow. Well, okay, so... Yeah, the crowd, the Trump crowd. So Trump comes riding down the road in his car with a couple of uh, escort cars, 
<clears throat> and he's waving at the crowd, and the crowd went crazy. And it, it, it so how many people still, well, still love Trump? Nobody, nobody was there except when Biden went for his supposed inauguration walk to the White House. Nobody was there but five, a, a family of five that they hired to be there. The soldiers Hollywood were turning their backs on him. And, and here... Where they filmed it? In Hollywood? <laughs> what? In Hollywood. Because his presidency, he, he works out of Hollywood. He's working out of a studio. Oh, this the I White know, House yeah. I never can figure out how do they do that, but because um, it looked like Washington, but he he's in Hollywood. Um, his his capital, his White House is in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> Trump's White House is in Mar-a-Lago, and the White House in D.C. I have been watching it all day on Fox. They keep flipping to it. They just keep showing the White House live. There are no guards on the top, like there used to be guards patrolling the top of the White House. There's no guards on the top. Yesterday, there was one guard walking on the front porch. Today, there wasn't, there were no guards walking on the front porch. And there were two vans today parked by it. And yesterday was one van. So and and there's no lights. There were no lights on yesterday. And there were no lights on again today. Now I don't know about last night. But there were no lights on yesterday, no lights on today in the White House. And in the one the one in DC. So now not only do we supposedly have two presidents, which I do not accept in Dolly World, we have one president, and that's Trump. And uh, it, now we have three White Houses. <laughs> the deserted one in D.C., Biden's in Hollywood, and uh, our beloved president Trump's in Mar-a-Lago. Well, if you, if you think... If you think back at the time, remember when we did, uh, you were there. Yeah, I think you were there when we did that show with Nancy about the Kaaba in, in Mecca. That how, you know, there the were gin crapped in their place under under spell work. Yeah, and you, and you, you released them? Yeah, and, well, not me. It was a... It, it was a teamwork between me, Nancy, and all the people that were had their intentions to set these poor people free. But what I'm saying, what I'm, if we think that that place was loaded and charged, that was nothing compared to DC because when they start dismantling that place, uh, that that whole place is is like a toxic waste dump when it comes to spell work. You know, the, there are. Uh, Pentagrams in the design of the streets, in the oh, placement man. of place. I mean, there there are magical symbols all over the place. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are, if there are tons of entities trapped in in several of these places because that'll let them harness 
the energy of their work. Too bad that most of that is negative energy because they, they set up the place to enslave the population. Well, I think one of these days, months, whatever, DC will just implode on itself. I just, that's a feel I get from it. It just, it's so evil. Well, that, that White House in um, Castle Rock Studios in Hollywood is the set of West Wing, the TV program. Oh, yeah, yeah. And according to what I was reading, they said that they had gone back into the set and dressed it up and proved on it because they had some kind of a reunion show. I don't ever remember hearing of it or seeing it. I mean, I, I was a real fan of the show, so I don't know. I, I just didn't see it. But anyway, so that the um, that, that that particular set that they had for that has been upgraded. And the other day, somebody somebody's got a is living out near there, I guess, and they go over there per- periodically and send videos to show that, you know, the question we've had about the windows behind the president in the Oval Office, or yes. President Biden, no, Biden, okay? I was going to say. Biden, yes. Biden, okay? So this guy went out with a camera, and he was able to show the things that we are seeing through the windows, <laughs> okay, the parking lot and the I trees, right? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. And there was, and, and he shows this film of somebody walking into, supposedly walking into the White House, and the film is on, and it 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 he, he starts to move it to a different position. It was still on, and you saw this building go by. And he says, you know this here, look at this. They're rocking in, they go into the White House, and here's this red bu- Here's this red building, and he shows the red building. <laughs> so I think it was the same guy, like maybe two nights ago, um, sent out a video and said, hey, there's activity in the White House. Oh, yeah, this is a Castle Rock. And at nighttime, they had the, the whole set was all lit up. You could see the White House was, was set up, you know, with lights and everything, the Castle Rock studio <laughs> so you know I mean if this if, hey if we're getting, being gaslighted on this if somebody is making up all of this stuff to make us think things you know jolly good job because <laughs> you know oh my god I mean as bizarre as the, what I think the other side's doing if you know to, to set us up it would be just I, I, it can't happen there's too many it's like it's like um, uh, Steve Hilton on Fox on Sundays at nine o'clock. He is gone after the Wuhan virus and where did it really start? And he's gone. I mean, I, I was flabbergasted when I saw him present what he presented because I'm going like, oh my God, he's going to get he's he's going to be censored and. Um, he was censored off of YouTube, but he put it up on his Facebook, so I was able to take the audio and play it for a 5G show, Radio 5G. But he was talking in terms of, okay, so if this is this is the narrative from the official side, 
well, if this was true, then this would have to happen, and this would have to happen, and this would have to happen, and happen, blah, 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 blah. He said, and none of those things are likely to happen. So how could this be the, the story? You know, and it's the same kind of a, of a rhetoric thing. It's like, you know, Hitler saying, tell them a big lie. Tell them a very big lie and a very complicated story so that people are going like, I can't even follow this. Is this crazy or what? But it seems like, why would it be so crazy? Everybody seems to believe it. You know, I mean, they're trying very hard to make people doubt the narrative. It was easier when, you know, we knew Q and we had all the stories going and this would be taken care of in a short period of time. And, you know, they've got the tunnel systems all cleared out and that whole narrative. And at the time, there was a lot of... I'm not somebody to just listen to somebody and then regurgitate what they say. I'll tell you, so-and-so is saying this. But, you know, I'm like, I don't know. But I'm looking at it. Is there is there some kind of other concrete, you know, evidence? And so you've got Gene uh, Deco talking about a specific skirmish in the underground tunnels in Los Angeles. And then you get pictures of people showing manhole covers with smoke pouring out of them and hearing explosions under their feet. You know, it's like, are they orchestrating all of this to make us think that this is true? It's just, to me, it goes back to the Wuhan thing. The official version has so many improbable things that have to happen to get to the final solution based on them. I'm trying to talk louder than the dogs (laughs) drinking the water. (laughs) I don't know if you can hear it or not. I give up. He's, he drinks a lot. Well, of as water. long as it's not rainwater, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the that w- that's the other thing is his next door neighbor. He's got these people that fix cars in his backyard that are, you know, like really junkers, but they fix them and send them to Haiti. So, the last time we had a flood, and I felt stupid that I hadn't even considered it. Um, there was an oil slick. It was small, but there was an oil slick. And I realized that they've got oil and gas on that coming from those junk cars. And he'd been promising me for years, and Sandy, that he was going to stop doing this, you know. So um, my yard guy, I told him to cut this and this and this, and he cut everything. And he took down so much that it was like heartbreaking. But I trust the property. The property has a mind of its own. And so and now I can see into this sand pit with the broken down cars in the backyard, whereas before all I saw was jungle. But now and I've got I've got like a ton of cut down it was it was um uh like uh they they're called fantail ferns but um palms but they're more like a big huge fern and so they come down really easy they're not like big trees or anything but they're amazing cover so all that's gone and I got the things on the ground and so I'm like trying to figure okay I don't want to get mad at Killick because I trust the property but boy I don't like this at all and then I realized that with all of this cut material 
we could put it up against the fence because he's got a fence. Well, I don't even know if it's his or mine. I think it's his. And put this, put a pile of this up right at the fence line, and the gas will get caught in the the, the cuttings. Yes, the cuttings will you know break down, but at least until you know this stuff can get cleared because I, I'm not very worried about it because I've got the shungite in the yard, you know. But still, it's going to go into Sandy's yard and Steve's yard, and you know. But if it comes through this stuff now, it, it should get caught there. And um, but when I if I don't look at the <laughs> if I don't look in his yard. What a change to the environment. What a, I mean, magical. It's like all the trees we've got. I've got poncianas that have these huge, huge uh, trunks that are just gorgeous. They take all sorts of different shapes. And it's like a, a totally different environment, a totally different energy. And I have to say, I really like it. So it goes back to, you know, feeling that the property has a, a life to it. And what were you talking about, the consciousness, putting consciousness into something, Walt? Oh, that's uh, that's something that's discussed in the videos by this uh, uh, Dr. Richard Gordon, the guy who developed the quantum touch. He, that's, that's what he talks about in, in the interview video of putting consciousness, because he, he's this... <clears throat> this quantum touch modality has continued to evolve. It's not what it was years ago when he when he started this. Uh, it has evolved into into more into he can do more and more varied things. And it's it's that's why it's so, there's so much material in the, in the book. I, I'm the one who's for, forcing myself to. Uh, go slow and really take the time to study and experience the items in the in the chapter otherwise if it were up to me i already would have finished the the book but i don't i don't want to like i said before i don't want to absorb it at the intellectual level i want to experience the thing itself so that then it means something I mean, because I, I dislike my my father had that kind of personality. No matter how fantastic a book was, he would just read it as as somebody who reads a magazine, like something. Oh, it's it's interesting, you know, trivia. But it doesn't go past the point of trivia. I don't want that. If I'm going to learn something, <clears throat> I want it to be something useful. That's going to change my reality. And I don't want to just be entertained. That, that, that's what I have. YouTube for or uh, Prime Video <laughs> where I can watch a movie if I want to be entertained for for a couple of hours but I want to be able to absorb something that's useful and that it'll take me somewhere it will change it will let's say things that as you put your any energy into it it changes your reality let's put it that way so I'm I'm up to page I mean chapter 4 because I want to focus on that. That's where he puts all the elements of the technique. Uh, and it, it, it's like he says in the video, it does take practice. It's how you get, it's how you get to Carnegie Hall. You know, practice, practice, practice. Because you have to bring together all those elements. 
the the sweeping of the energy in the body, the the breath, the 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 focus, the intention, uh, all all those things you bring them all together. But the only way you're going to bring them together is with practice, because by our nature and, and it's like for example when you he he makes a very good comparison like when you're learning to ride a bike if you've never ridden a bike in your life uh chances are you're going to be focusing on different parts of your body and, and on the what motions you're making but once you get into the hang of riding a bike uh, you're riding a bike and you're listening to your i don't know your your, your uh, mp3 player or maybe you're uh, you're riding a bike with somebody else and you're having a conversation while you're talking and you're not even paying attention to the handlebars or the pedals because it's second nature. The same thing happens with this. You do it enough so that it becomes second nature so then you can really focus on what you're doing instead of focusing so much, okay, where am I putting my attention now? So this is the kind of thing that you would totally gloss over if all you're going to do is read this interesting book. If all you're going to do, oh, this is an interesting read, I'm going to read it. And if you never go past that, if you never go into the into the field, okay, let's do it, let's actually do it, uh, you're not going to realize anything because you never gave yourself the chance to experience it. So that's that's what I'm focusing on, well, giving what was myself it? the chance to experience it. What was, uh, the, what was the first exercise you took you through? Can, can you give us kind of a, a basis? I think Because we did talk about this on the Shungite show, but we sort of got cut off when we got a different audience, you know, between the two shows. So uh, some, some of you the same, yes. I'm hearing people go, oh, I watch yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people don't. But um, because it's fascinating to me because you're fascinated. I've heard you talk <laughs> about, I've heard you talk about books for, well, you know, a lot of books, and I've never seen or he heard you talk about one that you seem so very much um, involved with, involved with, that it's it, you're taking it a bit at a time because it's changing you, and you're aware of the changes as you're going through it. So what exactly, what was the first thing that you did with it as, a, as well, an exercise? Well, the, the, the first thing... That there's a distinction that he makes in the modality, which is very significant and worth mentioning, and is that a lot of people are um, more are more familiar. A lot of people are more familiar with Reiki and uh, hands uh, and like hand healing, like putting your hands over somebody. Uh, in fact, that was one of the Inelia talks about when she went to um, uh, Costa Rica that she had that experience that somebody did some. Uh, there, according to the way she explains it, that on the beach, on the that belongs to, to I don't know if it's property of the hotel where she was, but there were practitioners there. They were doing massage work and the other things, and one woman went to do. Um, touch work, you know, putting energy with the hands, and immediately it gave her tremendous pain in her neck, and then she noticed that the woman is using her own energy to do this work. So, it, it asked this, she asked this woman to please stop what she was doing, and she went to another practitioner, 
And this woman she felt amazing. She, her, when she would put her hands on Anelia, Anelia would feel amazing. And what happened to this woman in, 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 in Spanish, the term is uh, mano santa, which is like uh, hands that, uh, holy hands or hands that heal. And that's, and, and according to the, this woman, she didn't have that ability. She was just a little girl, but um, her grandmother called to her when close to her death and something bestowed her on her something, some grace or some energy or something, and it gave her that ability so that when she was healing somebody, someone, it wasn't using, she wasn't using her energy. It was like source energy. That's the way that Enelia explains it. So that's the first difference that I noticed between this and other modalities that deal with energy because I've had a chance to, for example, uh, I played for with the reconnection. For example, the Eric Pearl is a doctor who's a chiropractor and he didn't know this. Uh, he knew this only because his parents told him something when he was when he was an adult is for some reason he was born with three active uh, uh, strings of DNA instead of having two strands he has three strands that are active so he found that he had this ability that that by running not even touching but just by moving his hands on, on, on top of somebody else he would actually change their energy field so it uh, the the technique takes time to learn because uh, so much is dependent on you what you feel what feedback you're getting from running your hands over this so there's a lot of worse guesswork and and a lot of uh, trial and error until you get it right um, so I had a chance to experience that that. Then I went to a workshop. I, th- I don't remember how many hours it was. They did it in a, in a university classroom. Uh, there's a, another modality called uh, Matrix Energetics. Uh, it was developed by a doctor named Richard Bartlett. And uh, it's based on the thing that they talk about in quantum mechanics, the business of if, if something is a wave or something is a particle, remember the difference, oh, is this behaving like a wave or is this behaving like a particle? So uh, they talk about collapsing the wave in matrix energetics. So they do that by putting, by touching, like let's say they're healing on uh, somebody's body. You are touching, using your fingers to touch two, one finger of each hand to touch two points in a person's body and by doing that, something changes in that person. It's not necessarily what the person wants or what you're focusing on, but it, a change will happen by doing that. So, again, it's it, it need, it's a lot of trial and error because not what you want to happen is necessarily going to happen. So, uh, it did it work? I, I guess it worked, but I, again... I didn't pursue it because I wasn't, uh, it's, it's not like, okay, this is a lot of trial and error. I mean, in, in my case, um, that's that's what I 
that's how I experienced it. I'm not saying that's the way it is. Maybe some someone has tried it and they find it fantastic. Now, in this other modality, um, one of the the first thing that got my attention is that the mental element uh, doesn't even come to play in the, the way the modality is and the technique is presented. Uh, in fact turned out to work even when people who were skeptical about it doing anything, it even worked. So it was like bypassing the, an entire part of the human ego consciousness because it's focusing on moving the energy itself so your thought doesn't come into it. In fact, your thought doesn't uh, impact it like he like he had the, the experience uh, when he did, when he would do these uh workshops when he would call somebody to participate and let's say the, the person was as acceptable uh, skeptical of anything happening at all or they they were outright negative saying oh this doesn't work this is just placebo this is just hearsay well well the most skeptical individual found, was founded that he could be successful in doing it so the mental element is uh, at a is not critical. It, it does not impact the results of what you're trying to achieve. That's that's those are the I guess the proper word the words that I'm looking for. So the the technique the way it's presented, um, you're not changing the outcome whether your attitude is positive or negative. Uh, the book is also very um, quite correct in the way he did it because he 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 makes you. Focus on the uh, initial, the original technique, the quantum touch, where you are focusing on moving the energy on the, on the body. He, you sweep the energy in the body. Well, by sweeping is like it's uh, it's it's your um, visualization and your perception is like okay, you you start by focusing, let's say, on one finger. You focus on that finger and you focus on what sensations do you feel on the, in the finger. Are you, can you become aware of the skin around the finger? Do you focus the, on, the, on the nail that you have in the finger? Can you focus on how it feels, the contact of that nail on the finger? So that's, you're, filling, you're filling that finger with all your awareness as, as much as you can. And then you're expanding that to now the, on the body. You focus that awareness on your feet and up your legs. So you, you start running with your imagination, with your perception. You start running that energy. Uh, so he, his usual circuit is run up the feet, up to the head and shoulders. And then off the top of the head, it goes down the shoulders and out the, the, leg, the hands. So that motion that you're aware of you couple it with your with your breathing so every time you breathe in you're following with the force of your attention you're following that breath up the feet up the legs up the torso out the top of the head and as you're as you're breathing out that air is coming 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 out the top of the the head and then it's projecting through the arms and through the through the hands so you're you're 
you're doing this, you're, you're coupling that movement, that sweeping motion of the energy with your breath, and then you, you're putting your hands on a person very lightly, that you, you're not pressing, it's just you're touching the person, and you're just letting the energy do its thing, because that's another thing, is that you don't, the less you, the less you think you may know about medicine, the better, because all you're doing is you're, you're, uh, you're a hindrance to the energy. The energy is intelligent enough, smart enough, knowledgeable enough, that it knows exactly what the body needs or, or the body's segment, section needs in order to heal. You don't need to know how to repair cells or how to fix a bone. or it doesn't, You don't need any of that. All that needs is your participation because the, the other part that's really important is you can't be distracted. You can't be uh, thinking of, oh, I have a meeting later an hour while you're doing this work. No, you have to be invested. Your attention has to be 100%. If ever, if ever it was true that, that saying that, uh, that's, you know, that appears in the movie, The Secret, uh, the energy goes, or the, or the energy flows where attention goes. That it couldn't be any more true in this modality. This modality—that's all it requires from you: the investment of your attention. You have to be a hundred percent invested, paying attention to what you're doing, even if you don't know how it's working or why it's working. But you're there. You're present, a hundred percent, and that makes the energy able to gives the energy what it needs to do the work that it does well, earlier so today it, earlier today i asked you about you know my try to interpret what you were just saying to me because it was profound it's like you don't have to go through any of the mechanism the mass machinations of the brain to think in terms of i'm pulling in this energy and then it's going through my body and then it's going you don't have to do any of that all you have to do is focus. And I don't remember what I asked you, but you said the most important thing to uh, emote is love. If you just focus on an elbow that's got a tennis elbow and you focus on it and you pour love into it, the love will yep. allow the energies of healing and amazing knowledge that we wouldn't even know how to tap into except to just let it go. That's yeah. amazing to me. If, if anything, the intellect is going to get on the on the way. Exactly. Because let's okay, let, let's 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 basic a super basic uh, example. Uh, we all enjoy eating, and we all enjoy eating the things that we enjoy eating, whether it's a candy bar or a sandwich or a piece of fruit. Okay, and we bite that and we swallow it. We don't know how. We're, that gets digested. We know our body will digest it, and it will turn it into something that we can use. How it does it beats me. Great, great example. <laughs> That's a great example. Okay, so we're at the top of the hour, a little over, and um, I tried to play this on the Shungite show, but I had changed its title, and so it wouldn't work, and I couldn't find it. But this is Ani Avedisi, and she wrote this, and it's just a fun thing. It's called Patriot Rap, and we'll be back in just a little over three minutes. Attention. You are prisoners of a science illusion. Our country now resembles zombie land. You're asleep if you don't. 
Welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. That was Ani Avedisian, Patriot Rap, just done this week. I love it. I thought it was really good. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And I'm hoping they're back. Are you guys back? I am. I'm back. Did you guys like that? That song? You better say yes. It's Ani's song. Did you hear I it? I love Ani. You didn't love the song? I don't like rap. Oh. <laughs> I can't understand yes. it. And it's the same Dolly. over and over. I just can't get into rap. And I can't understand the words. Dolly is my hero. You're my hero. <laughs> Why? Because you said what he would have said. But he was trying to oh. be nice. He was trying to be nice. Well, I'm you always say to I be too nice. Doesn't have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're a gosh. girl. Girls can say anything. Nobody can say anything because they're girls. Okay, um, <laughs> th- that book we talked about that book, and I think that uh, Mark put in a, a a link in the up near when we had the Shanghai show chat room, please. When we had the, you know, somebody uh, Infinity, I think was there. She might have it. But if somebody can put that link in for that book, what's the book's name again? Title again? Oh, a Quantum Touch 2.0: The New Human. Amazing. I mean, the con- the concept of being able to, because you know, that was one of the first things that that I learned. Uh, Lee Brown would run energy. She knew the basic techniques of running energy. Um, I never studied anybody. You know, it was just like. Oh, you know, but we would work together and we would feel the differences and, you know, what could happen. But I just got like, I I am so impatient with things. 
it's like I ain't going to go through all this stuff. I mean, I Reiki, Reiki, the Reiki people hated me because I just I I didn't want to. I I don't think you need to go through all that. You know, it just was this kind of feeling in me that no, we should be able to just say healed and done and walk away. You know, that was my attitude. Well, that's 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 you. I know. Nancy, how come, come you you were born with such a tremendous? I mean, you were bo- what you were uh, born with the with all the energy and all the experience of Patton and all these characters. So this is you already done a lot of learning in other lives, and doing it again would be kind of stupid. So this is good for people who've never done it before. Well, yeah, and you're teaching me because I, you know, I mean. I love to know the behind things. I just didn't have t- heart and time and you know for somebody to figure it out. They didn't know it. It was like every time I'd hear somebody talking about what they were doing, I realized they really you know they were using too many words. They were if you know something you can do it in very little few words. And so I I knew that nobody really understood it. But this 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 makes so much sense to me. Because no, there's no way that that we could possibly a control the kind of energies that we can access. We have to just let to become the instrument of those energies. Does that make sense? Exactly, exactly. Because all you're doing is first. Well, first off, you are. You have to cooperate. If you if you don't cooperate, nothing's going to happen. So you have to cooperate with your attitude, and you have to cooperate with your focus. That it needs whatever it is that you're doing needs a hundred percent of your attention, so that the energy will flow and go and do the, what you want it to do. If you're going to be doing it and have your mind is, wow, I could really die for a coffee and a, and a piece of of slice of pie right now. No, who who are you healing? You're not healing anybody. Your body's there, but you're not there. So that's that's the that's the thing that you have to cooperate and you co- cooperate with your attention you cooperate with your focus and then and the rest is going in this in the hands of the energy because you don't know how to do it but the energy does <laughs> well but they teach these techniques of how to engage this energy and you know that's that's what i'm saying is that no we are we don't this is teaching tools if some people will fall into something and it makes sense to them and so they're they're opening their own internal abilities to do this but you know we've gotten far enough down the story that somebody all of a sudden went wait a minute all you have to do is put your intent focus on it and your love energy merge the heart and the mind in that awesome energy field and let the energy do its thing get out of the way because if you're trying to do a technique, and, and you know, I mean, like, I and, and I, I was good at it. I, I, you know, I just I could touch people, and I would feel the, the spots in their body where the energy was like, in a knot. It was like knots, and um, mm-hmm. you know, it w- I just would focus on it and just let the energy from my body flow through until that thing would break. You know, it would just unknot itself, and boom, gone. Okay, then on to the next thing. It was all feel. I didn't have any techniques in my head. I was just feeling it, you know. But this is even better. You don't even have to go that far. All you have to do, because the energy energy was using me. 
one of the things that um, I like about this this gentleman, his attitude in presenting this, he's focusing on evolving this and be able to do more. Like for example, the putting human consciousness into into solid objects, uh, programming healing energy and on different and on different objects and and how to affect you know how to for example how to heal uh, I don't know 20 people at the same time or 100 people at the same time so he's always evolving enhancing and enriching this is they're not gimmicks they're actually just it just by steps something is evolving into something better but one of the problems <clears throat> of many healing modalities and I'm sure I don't know how many people are familiar with Reiki is that over the years, pure Reiki is really quite, uh, from what I've been told, it's really quite simple. But as the years have passed, because every, everybody has a business to, you know, has to make a living and everybody wants to make money, they keep making flavors of, 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 the, of this, of this Reiki. Um, of this Reiki, for example, uh, they they give it names because everybody puts their own two cents about their, their own personal spin to how they are teaching the Reiki, how they're presenting the Reiki. Uh, I'll give you a, c- a case in point. Um, Richard Bartlett came up with this t- modality, and he called it Matrix Energetics, and it was just a, a question of touching two points in the person's body. And they all, and, and you can see the videos on, on YouTube. It's very interesting because it didn't matter the age of the person, male or female or skeptical or believers. As soon as he, he put two fingers on the person's body, that person would collapse. They wouldn't faint. It's just that they couldn't stand anymore. That's how intensely the energy in that person's body was affected by the touch. Well, that wasn't, Whatever technique he developed, it wasn't good enough. You know, these <laughs> these two women somewhere in uh, uh, in the south, in, in I don't know if it's in Florida or or one of the states near Florida. They came up with it. They made their own flavor of this, and they called it Marconi Energetics or Marconi, like Marconi, the Marconi, the Italian guy who's credited with developing the radio. And they came up with a logo and everything. And and I've seen the videos. Of, I, I went to it, and I and I I wrote to the man who gave me because he was very uh, optimistic about this. And I said, um, I got news for you. This is this is just matrix energetics. All they did is they gave it. A, they put some window dressing and some flowers, and they put on some artwork. And change the name, and they and now they're because of that they can charge more money, because they, <laughs> they put a new, new coat of paint on an old car. So the, the, that's that's the, that's the other thing that you have to deal contend with in the in these things, uh, like especially energy healing, is that somehow always somebody wants to make money out of it. Uh, so far. It's still in the hands of the first people, you know, Richard Gordon is the first person who came up with this. Still, you know, it's being taught by the same person who came up with this. So I guess that 
is is keeping it a, some measure of purity because when it begins to change hands and it goes oh somebody else is going to go off with it uh, I don't know it's going to become whatever it wants to become I don't <laughs> that's that's my opinion on on this on this metaphysical field of energy healing it's uh, good luck if if it's going to be something sincere and legitimate or if you're going to come across something that was born with the or with a good original intention and then it just became a, a money-making uh, scheme well before I, I dolly is there anything that you wanted to ask or add no no you're, you're okay yeah I I've been doing the healing with my hands and for ever since forever that I've been here on Earth and I just I just put my hands I first I pray as I I clap my hands and rub them like maybe ten times to get energies flowing and I as I'm praying for uh, God's help and uh, guidance and and uh, protection for everybody involved and and then I put them at the top of the person's head and I go down on the sides and then I end up at the feet I go back to the head go down the front and back of them at the same time and that it gives me my feeler as to where do I need to focus my energy because I pick up where energy needs to be focused. And then I go to the spot or spots that need focused on. And I focus on those. And that's how I've always done it. I don't do any special humajigis. If, if, if you don't mind me making a comment on what you said, that is very significant because she says... I have to pay attention where I'm focusing my energy. And that's the whole point of this quantum touch. You are not using your energy. That's why someone at the end of a session is actually feels energized. They don't feel weak or sleepy. I'm talking about the practitioner, the person giving you, you know, doing the work on you. Uh, that's not because first off, it's the person's energy that heals the person, not you. You you have to get rid of all the, any any ego notion that oh you're amazing you're fantastic you're uh, the the cat's meow <laughs> you're you're the one healing now that's not true and the the point uh, behind this is what he what he calls entrainment and what he's what the practitioner is doing it he or she is raising the vibratory level of their energy. And in so doing, the energy of the subject, the person that's receiving treatment, begins to raise its its vibrational level to meet up with the practitioner. So that's how the person heals. You're not giving the person anything. anything. If anything, you're giving the energy, the person's energy the motivation to heal itself. So it's the person's energy that's healing them, not you. So that is another another difference. Is that that's why a person doesn't feel uh, worn out or tired after a session because they haven't given anything. 
the, the, so were the you are you telling me I'm all washed up in the way I do this? If you're using your energy, yes, that, you shouldn't be that way. No, it's God's energy coming through me. I must have misspoke. It's not oh, okay. my energies. Oh, okay. I ask God to send healing energies through me. It's not okay. mine. I can't heal anybody. And yeah, I tell them. That. Yeah, and, that's and, exactly. That's and exactly actually, right. I don't tell them I'm healing them. I tell them I'm giving energy to you, and I'm concentrating some energy in certain in those spots. It's not my energy. Exactly. I'm using something what God sends through me. That's why a lot of that's why. Well, my grandfather did it. He 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 was into that into that. He he didn't call it energy healing. He called it spiritual healing. But that's why he ended up batshit crazy for a while, because he was doing so many people, but he couldn't get out of his his ego. He felt so flu, you know, so inflated and so vain because so many people were asking for his attention because oh, he, people were from other states were coming over oh because they heard uh, that he could heal this or that, and that it got to the it, he was just burned out. He had to stop doing it because, like his his head would, uh, he would get these tremendous uh, headaches that were so bad that he almost fainted. But that's well, you're t- when you're taking the load on yourself because you think that you you are the, the big thing, and that's that's the problem with the ego consciousness. It it uh, it ruins everything you touch uh, eventually. You you get so good that you think oh I'm most I'm the most amazing. No, you haven't done anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, but whatever it was, my heart doctor in is uh, in Sarasota loved it. He would have me do it on him every time he saw me. He, oh. He'd get through examining me, and then he'd say, "It's my turn." <laughs> <laughs> And he swore that whatever energies he was getting uh, were helping. And I tried to explain, well, the energies that God sends through me are, are molding with your energies. And it got too complicated for me to try to explain it. But I think yeah, he I, understood. I, and you're, you're making my point. It's not an intellectual thing. So if you're trying to... Uh, if you're trying to, people are trying to approach this in an intellectual, they're going to fail every time because it's not an intellectual task. It's, it's energy work and the energy is the one that knows how, what to do and how to do it. Don't even try to second guess it. <laughs> that, that's yeah. why, that's, that's why, uh, what do you call it? Modern Whatever passes for modern medicine, they are such naysayers and and they they attack faith healers and people that do energy work because you can never give them a scientific explanation. Well, why? If it works, it works. Why does it need a? They want a scientific explanation so that it can be repeated and measured and weighed and blah blah blah. blah. And first off, that. That, that, that terminology that's so common in engineering and in the industry, repeatability, 
how how to be able to set up a system or or a, or a process so that you can have a repeatability when in nature nothing is repeatable not even two plant two two plants sprout two seeds sprout well they're going to be the same species the same everything they both seeds came from the same plant and yet both plants are going to grow different one might be a little bit taller than the other one a different girth there's there's no such thing as complete repeatability no matter what the industry says so and the same thing happens with the healing even the very same healer treated somebody who had corns and poof touched the person the current the corns fell off next week another person comes with the same issue they can't do anything the corns just are fixed in place <laughs> So they blame the practitioner. They say, oh, this is just a quack. You know, not, not a real practitioner. This is not, not, not a real killer. Uh, well, it just goes to show that you don't understand energy. Yeah, but 70 time, 70% of the time, placebos work instead of pharmaceuticals. So, you know. Because of your energy. <laughs> yeah, because of what you think. But those doctors, I mean, they see it continually. You can't get a drug approved unless you put a placebo test on it. And a good portion of them fail the placebo test, and they still will pass and let them in. You know, it's like, why aren't you absolutely trying to find out why the placebo effect works? You know, I mean, to me, this is where your healing is. But no, no, they how do they make money on that? Yeah, you can't make money on somebody's energy. So we have to give them something from outside of them in order to make them money. Yep. It's a perverse, perverse, perverse system. Okay, now I got a question about his what you're referencing when you're saying uh, putting a consciousness or giving a consciousness to anything. Because we talk about the sentience of Shungai, which, you know, over the years I've said... Look at, you know, for all I know, we're imagining that it's there and therefore it's there. But talk a little bit about what he was saying and, and, and as you understand it. Well, what he, he was talking about putting um, like a healing intention uh, on, on a material, whether it be rubber or plastic or stone or wood. Uh, he did a several tests like for example let's say he took um, a sample of water and he meditated on it and recorded um, let's say an, an intention to heal something specific or a request to just general you know something rec- you know record a, he, he calls meditating on the water and he would meditate or he would say I don't know heal a headache or a tummy ache or maybe just general wellness so he says when he tested the water what he likes to to in order to verify that something is working you you'll understand this because you go i know you go to a chiropractor uh, but he describes a condition that is very common among people, and that's their their hips being misaligned, one hip being being uh, higher than the the other one, and he says that hips cannot be aligned 
especially not with a person standing up. The person has to lie down and the doctor has to crunch the hip the hip on a specific direction in order to achieve that alignment. He says they were able to do that uh, aligning the hips with just with the uh, quantum touch, just with the energy work. The hips would align and the person would be standing. And he says that aligning the hips also has a play uh, has an impact on aligning of the um, he gave it the technical name I don't remember the um, there's the bone that the skull sits on that first that that bone suffers misalignments as well so when you align the hips you align that bone but the thing was that he would do that but it wouldn't stick for long, maybe five, six days, and then the hips would go out of alignment. And then he found through another, he, he gives the name and everything, he gives credit to the gentleman, somebody, um, the person is a practitioner of quantum touch, and he taught uh, this man, Richard Gordon, that you know how we believe that the skull is fixed in place? There's nothing you can do with the skull. There is no articulations. You can't change it. You can't do anything to the skull because it's a solid, uh, you know, mass of bone. Well, it turns out that that is not true, because he he gives the the technical name. There is a there is a bone, one of the bones of the skull, which sits right behind the nose, and if you align that bone, both the neck and the hips adjust automatically. And they stay adjusted. You don't need to keep adjusting every so many days. Meaning that uh, 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 you don't need to go to the chiropractor once a month. Once the, the you adjust that bone behind the that sits behind the nose, that automatically adjusts the so the base of the, of the and head. And does, does he tell you how to do that? It's in the book. Yeah, it's in the book. Well, you know. So he uses. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that in order to verify uh, if a program on, let's say he's programming objects or water, in order to verify if the program is working, that's what he do. He, Let's say he'll program a hip alignment. So if the water is charged with, with hip alignment, a person will drink a sip of that water and the hips will, you'll, you'll be measuring or 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 observing the person's hips, and you'll see them that they line up, line up. So that's that's what he used to verify whether the uh, the object was charged properly or not, because the person immediately would experience the alignment of the hips. So he used that. That was his litmus test to see if it worked or not. So, for example, when he did that with with water, he says that okay, the person drank the water, the hips got aligned. But then he tried freezing the water. No change. The, the water would still do the, the alignment. And then he tried uh, uh, boiling the water and collecting the, 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 the steam, uh, condensing that steam back into water. Nothing. The, the water was... <laughs> so no matter what he did to the water, it, it retained that program. That he that he did so, uh, he mentioned this in passing in that in that in that um, 
one hour and that one hour one hour one and a half hours interview that he did on on YouTube. But I have to get to chapter 19 on the book, which is where he explains step by step how he goes about the the this business of uh, of programming the the different mediums because that's one of the new things that uh, he's evolved in this quantum touch 2.0 um, programming healing intention in in solid objects another one is uh, healing simultaneously multiple people um, so like for example he he wanted to find out uh, what was it? Uh, he used coins, and he wanted to determine, uh, okay, what at what at which point was the how was it that it, at which point was it that the coins were taking the program and and at, at which point they were not taking the program? So what he was doing is he grabbed a, a bunch of coins. And he did the thing that he called uh, uh, entanglement, quantum entanglement, so that all the coins are connected, meaning that whatever you do to the one coin, you do to all the coins, even though they're not physically touching each other. So he tangled them, but he didn't put any 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 intention of healing. So then he, he took uh, another coin, a separate coin, and this one... He did that. He programmed the coin for the hip alignment. And all he did is he went over and he just lightly tapped one single coin of that group with a, with this programmed coin. Now all all the coins had the same had the same program. All all the coins could adjust a person's hip. So it's it's very fascinating, you know, watching him describe a like I said, this, there's a lot of material in the book, and I'm just going baby steps. <laughs> okay, so, um, for, okay, I want to go back to the question of the sentience of Shungite, because what do you, well, Dolly, <clears throat> Dolly works with the Shungite too. Is it <clears throat> in the resonators and everything else? I mean, I swear that we've been doing this sort of thing right along in that if we give acceptance to the fact that it could be happening, um, it will happen. It's it, it's your imagination in part, but it's also the concept of sentience being integral to certain minerals and certain organic and probably... You get a sentience even if you're making something like molten steel or something. The, the, the interaction of energies in the form of thoughts of the people around you and everything, there's got it's got to go somewhere. And if it's in there, what happens to it? I mean, this is this is kind of like the really woo-woo stuff out there about like. The only, you know, I have to say it because uh, if I had not witnessed it, I would not, you know, be be. Uh, uh, believe that it's true. The only limitation I found to projecting an intention of, or doing something is that when you are wanting to achieve changes to a place, 
uh, it only works if you if that is your place, if that is your your sovereign space where you are. If you don't belong there, you cannot make changes to that place. And I I've experienced that with with the Klaus Buster when I went to California. It, I couldn't get it to respond to my intentions, but the woman's the, who bought the Cloudbuster for me, she was able to do it. She she put the intention to clear the the chemtrails. So the, you, yeah, the sky was full of chemtrails, but they were far off in the distance. So much so that when you would look up at the sky, you notice that the chemtrails you see are there on the horizon line, but right above your head. There's nothing. And I, 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 could, I could do that in my here in my home. I could not do it there in California. And then uh, the other lady, the Russian lady living in California, she had the same thing. She was clearing the sky where she lived, where she, I, I guess she still lives in Costa Mesa. But when she went to Italy, she couldn't do it. So I, then. Uh, I, I said to her, oh, the same thing happened to me in California. So I realized there that what, what was different was it wasn't our place. We we had no right to make any changes there. We had no sovereignty. I don't yes. know that it's right and sovereignty. It could be. But from the sense of enterology, it it makes complete sense. Because when we're born, we have this energy signature that is part, partially programmed by our genetics. It's also very much programmed by the location of place and space when we're born. You got all sorts of other energies, and all these energies that we go through and meet up against puts a, a little parameter into your energy field. You know, I've done this, I've been here, I know this person. It's all these little parameters. So if you belong someplace, like you know, you do in your backyard, then your entire neighborhood is got some of the same parameters you do. And so there is, at that level, a resonant frequency that is going between the people. The closer you are in your own energy fields, the more you will work off of the others. And once you get the resonance concept going, that's when you, you, you start to look at the entanglement, quantum entanglement. You know, what entangles us? Why was it that just by tapping with one coin, he could make all those other coins conform to that same energy? It's because those coins were almost identical to each other. Their energy frequency was so similar that one just getting in, 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 into the field that's different, they'll all resonate to it because that's the way it works. So it makes a lot of sense that, you know... He, because you got all sorts of divergent energies in that other place. Whereas if you're here, you know, where you belong, where you where where you've got a lot of energy field around you that is supporting you because you wouldn't be there. And we and we see it in the in the story of Anastasia in in the ringing cedars of the of Russia, the importance of living in your domain. Yes. It was it, that connection to the earth. I mean the the water of the uh, the afterbirth. You know they water the you, you plant the trees when the baby is born, and you water the trees when the afterbirth. So here you have all these all this vegetation is going to begin to uh, change 
to the child's energy signature. So that they're not joking. They're, they're telling you the energy, your energy has to be meet up with the energies of everything else around you. So well, in this, I, I guess in this day and age, we there's there's only two, <laughs> you know, the people that wear masks and the people that don't. <laughs> you know, it's it's getting very. I mean, when. We started out talking about this stuff way back in 2014, you know, in reality building and consciousness and all that, and went about putting energies theoretically uh, with our imaginations and with the belief that you can alter, you can create uh, magic because magic's the manipulation of energy. And so Walt built, under direction of whoever it is that is our foreman, <laughs> Uh, to create energy devices that then could program a place and space that was a new reality. Now, this is the way we went about it. I'm sure that there were a lot of other people that went about it in the same way. But because we were all seeing this, essentially the same beach, even more, even if we thought of us as, as individual waves, we're all going towards the same beach. So even though we're coming at it in different ways, we are building that reality. Because there's so much of each of us in, in the concepts that we're seeing that resonate and then for quantum entangle and therefore alter reality as we know it in the 3D. So it's, and now it used to be that, you know, well, there was some people over here that thought this and there was gradients of realities. But it's like, no, some people are totally focused on the new reality. And some people are just locked up in that old one and can't even imagine a new, different, wonderful place to be. So but it's funny. It's funny that uh, when you when you said that, you reminded me. Um, I, I'm not straying from the subject. It, it, I, I, but I just have to say this: not not stepping away from the subject, but as to uh, reinforce what you're saying. Um, in in the last conversation of Inelia and her husband, um, they were talking about this business of um, people choosing to get vaccinated, even though the R, that RNA vaccine, they say it, there's a, there's a very very strong chance that you are going to die or the person is going to die who gets vaccinated in five years after the vaccination, given the way that thing works. And in LA is explaining how people getting the vaccine, are, they're being disconnected from the collective. Now, she she repeats something that I've been saying since the beginning, that there is no, there is no COVID virus. But she says, <laughs> it was very funny because the way she said it, like, it's her imagination, but then again, it isn't that she says, you know who is behind the, the vaccination? And he, and he goes, who? She says, it's a, I think it's a, my, um, what was it? She was it her, no, what was it? The, I'm trying to use the word she used. Um, not supposition. I think she said, like, um, her, her feeling was that the whiteheads are begin, are behind the vaccination. And he, and he goes, oh, yeah? And well, how do you figure that? Because that, that gives um, 
it's it's an, an excuse they have to you know separate those people from that reality. You know the people that are uh, I don't know ignorant enough or primitive enough to fall for that manipulation are going to be separated from the rest of the collective. So uh, I'm I'm. I'm not saying it right, I know, because it, I'm not remembering all the words that she used. Uh, but it was very interesting, because it, it goes right into what you're saying about the reality. <laughs> so she, she was saying that the, it's, the, the people behind the, that vaccination is not the cabal, but the white hats. Because there are those people, there are people that are actually begging to be vaccinated. And in fact, she she goes on to talk about. Um, I could she couldn't understand why people that were like a hundred percent opposed to the idea of getting vaccinated, uh, all of a sudden, some friend comes up or some acquaintance and convinces them otherwise, even though they already made up their mind that they don't believe in the vaccine. So so she has this case, this this woman. I don't know if the the woman is just an acquaintance or uh, maybe a student of hers was a, completely 100% opposed to the idea of getting vaccinated. Okay, this other acquaintance got vaccinated and convinced her, oh, it's the best thing to get vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. So this woman and her husband, they went and they got vaccinated. And now the, ne the next day they're having like the worst day on earth. In, in fact... As the days progressed, they kept getting worse. Their health was kept kept going worse and worse to the point that she says, "I lost all I don't all contact with this woman. I don't I have no information at all whether someone has passed away in their house, but she's she's disconnected completely from huh. this. So interesting, you know, the change in the reality." <laughs> I don't know what to think about it because tomorrow on five, Radio 5G, I'm playing an hour show with uh, two women talking. One of them is, uh, I, she has a lot of certificates, you know, she's certified. But she was, talk, they were talking about what this vaccination is doing. Her credentials, thank mm -hmm. you. The va what the vaccination is really doing. And she made it very plain, very, very understandable. Um, so that's going to be on Radio 5G tomorrow. We'll, we'll play it in the first hour, and then we'll talk about it. So if, if it twigs, if you get twigged, you know, well, the, I put it up. I'm, uh, we're not going to put that up on YouTube, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but we will, we will announce where we got it. And um, please take a, take a listen to that, because... That that's that's what that's what they know it's supposed to do. All right, I'm suspicious that yes, that this has already been altered enough so that it's not going to cause a tremendous amount of deaths. But there are people that are having real problems with it because they volunteered to take the thing, and. Yep. Without making people understand that this was their concept, yes, some of it's out there, but it's not even as lethal as as it could be, and maybe there are antidotes. But again, if what they're afraid of is that we're going to just shut the thing down. 
that enough of us are going to come to the realization that, you know, this is a hot shot. So we'd better just make that saline solution. Everybody that gets it, saline solution. They'll all think that it's real, but it'll be saline solution. It's not going to, not in our reality. You know, we've got to continually work to understand what the game is, but don't get engrossed in the game so you lose your identity. And your identity is, you know, like, you're like Red Cross workers. You're like the like lifeguards. You know, you got to keep yourself stable and sane and reasonable in a state of emergency. And the state of emergency that we have right now is on all sorts of levels and none. Because it's all fabricated emergency. So, that's just the way I see it. Back to you guys. Well, it's a... It's a they're using pl placebo as a weapon against people. <laughs> placebo bombs. <laughs> and, and I think that a lot of people are comfortable hiding behind those masks. You know? They don't want to take them off. As soon as I get out of the Publix, I've got it off. I'm not going to walk through the parking lot with a mask on when nobody gets near I, you for I, six... What? As, as soon as the, the door opens on, on Target, it's off my face. I can't stand it. Right, so. but you get people that are driving <laughs> in the cars with them. Yep, yep. You know, what is it with... I mean, these people want to be behind that mask. Maybe they're all bots. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a strange world. Anyway, um, okay, Dolly, so what else is happening... Um, is it? Is there? I haven't even been paying. Well, I don't get to do much looking in today. And yesterday I was working with. I don't know what I was doing yesterday. <laughs> but what, what's happening out there in the real world? Anything that is of interest or no? Um, I just want to tell the people. I just pasted into the chat room again because I feel it is so important. If you want to understand what the heck is happening, the prophecy of the two presidents by Kim Clement. Seriously. Uh, seriously. It's well worth listening. Do, do you know enough about it to be able to tell us what, what he's basically saying? Okay. No. no. <laughs> okay. Do you know when he made it? Uh, let me check. Hold on. Because uh, let's see, it says "God in a Nutshell" project by Trey Smith. That's where the site it's on. February three at seven fifty nine p.m. But I don't know when the prophecy thingy. Yeah, yeah. Because when when I when I was listening to him, he was talking about um, a prophecy that was before twenty sixteen. And, and, oh yeah. And then the prophecy. I mean, when he when April fourth, two thousand eight. Eight. Okay. Two thousand. But but that's not when this was made. No, but that's when no, the pro when he got the, the video, prophecy. Two thousand and eight. He got the prophecy. And then there's other dates in there too that are like twenty thirteen, I think, and there's. 
there's a lot of different years that he has put the prophecy together, the different prophecies. He's put them all together in one place. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Because his what he was saying about what turned out to be Trump was uncanny. Oh, I doubt that. Really, all I can say is, if you really want to know, listen. It's like, what, uh, 42 minutes and 33 seconds of your life that that you might appreciate having heard what he says. Yeah, it's telling that's good you to... basically, through prophecy, what to expect back then. Well, it's coming true. Well, you're saying prophecy, isn't it? He, he, doesn't he get messages? Isn't he a channel of sorts? That's a prophecy. I know, but it's his prophecy. It's not the way you said it. I thought, oh, the prophecy's from the Bible because everybody's citing the Bible. <clears throat> not from the Bible, no. From, it's from. It's what he has heard God say to him. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's right on. Awesome. And is yeah. it is How the ending a is is the ending a good one? Fantastic. Well, look, I think we can read it. You can Go read ahead. it. Go ahead. Yeah. No. You can read. You can read one thing that might. There's many things in there that you can read. Is what I'm trying to say. So go ahead and read what you want to read. Well, this appears to be the main section because they keep coming back to it. It okay. says, and, and they shall say. But now there is a second president. How can we have How can we have two presidents? An unusual thing, isn't it? Says the Spirit of the Lord. Why would it be that one with a double mind would stand up and face the people? No, they shall say, we have two presidents. What do we do now? Fear not, for God said, as I promised before, this is my nation, and I will change, change things according to the time and season, and I told you now in spring, I will expose and reveal things that have been hidden, so that my nation can move into, the ne- into this next election and to the next phase, with victory and honor and glory, says the Lord of hosts. This part matches what what they're talking uh, they're talking about now that's going to happen that when when what do you call it uh, Trump comes back he's coming back to the republic so then they're going to hold a real election for the republic whether you elect him or somebody else but you will have a new election for the republic And anyway, this is the section that they keep referring to. Hello, anybody? I'm trying to get myself unmuted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if he's, you know, like I say, I encountered him a few years ago, and he was dead on what he had said many years before that about what was happening when I was... That's why he got popular, was because all of a sudden something he had said so many years ago um, was now being, you know, obviously coming to fruit, as they say. So, well, um, we're coming to the last three minutes of the show here, 
and I'm hoping that everybody's doing good. It's a weird world, that's for sure. And Dolly, what what would you like to pass on here? Just have faith. If you don't have faith now, please look for it. Find <laughs> it for your life. I am so very thankful that I have faith in the God that I have faith in. I don't know where you'll find your faith, but please find faith uh, to, to believe that you were not created by yourself um, and that there is a plan. And the plan, according to this guy, is being followed just like it was prophesied. And uh, I just, I just wish I could pass on the love that I feel from my God to everyone else. But I don't have that capacity to do it. All I can do is send out the love blankets, and I'm getting very emotional about this. So that's <laughs> all I'll say. I'm surprised the the posse hasn't said anything to you. My wires were really uh, messed, <laughs> messed with, Walt, with this TIA I had. I, I'm having difficulty just thinking two words together, let alone talk, talk to the posse. Okay. And what would you They're like... They're still with you. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to say, Walt? What to say? What to say? <laughs> no, 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 no! Great statements here. Have we huh? fizz, have we fizzled out? <laughs> uh, no, the, the the ones that there is so much from so many sources. Just stick with what feels real and true to you. Trust what what's coming in from inside you, not what's coming from outside. Trust your gut feelings, your intuition. And don't listen to the intellect because the, in the intellect is always paying attention to two things. Oh, it's yes, no, it's no, yes, no, it's yes, no, that's the way the mind works. That's the intellect, it's useless. But your intuition is dead on because it's coming from source. Thank not, you. It's not coming from the brain. So pay attention to your the source of you. That's what's important. Thank you. Be safe, everybody. <laughs> you have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a